Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is episode 235. And this week, I'm going to be talking about five really important things you need to know when advertising on social media and Facebook and Instagram in particular in 2020. And we're going to be going through some of the things that we are not only looking out for in 2020, but also gotchas and other things that you need to know, especially with relation to the Facebook and Instagram platform, but just social media advertising and advertising in general We've obviously been doing this for quite some time, about 10 years now, just on Facebook, about 15 years on all platforms, digital. And Facebook advertising and Instagram advertising continues to grow. I mean, (laughs) Q3 of 2019 was another strong quarter of growth for Facebook. And I think the stock last year in 2019 was up 60%, which is a pretty good bounce back from what a lot would consider a 2018 as a pretty challenging year for this enormous platform that has over 3 billion in aggregate monthly users. And if you throw in WhatsApp on top of that, I guess that's another 4 billion. Now, I know there's some crossover with all those individual monthly users, but just to keep this in perspective, the population of the planet is about 7.53 billion people. So you throw it together, Facebook and Instagram at around 3 billion or so, and then you throw in WhatsApp on top of that at about a billion. Yeah, there's going to be some overlap, but let's just say for the sake of argument, it's around 3 billion between all of those platforms, not to mention audience network and Facebook Messenger users. Yeah, there's crossover there too. You're talking about being able to reach half the planet's population through these platforms. And I think that's something that sometimes gets lost in all the news and all the political ad stuff that you now see in the mainstream media. And people now understand that, hey, you know, if you want to sell stuff or influence people, Let's set aside Facebook's political ad policy just for the moment. You can do that on Facebook and Instagram because that's where people are hanging out. And it's as powerful as it ever was. And I think there's a lot of people that are you know, scared by this in some ways. I was actually at a couple of holiday cocktail parties where this very subject came up. Some very heated arguments about the influence of Facebook. And I kept thinking in the back of my mind as an advertiser, yeah, I mean, it's Facebook is hugely influential. You can reach half the world's population just from your laptop or your mobile device, which is really powerful. And yeah, there's some regulation issues. Yeah, there's some privacy issues that Facebook is addressing. But the point is, is that for an advertiser, this platform is still a dream. 
And you compare this to the very untargeted advertising that you might see sitting down watching a football game on a Sunday afternoon or primetime TV, totally untargeted billions of dollars in advertising being sent to you. I can't tell you how many freaking Chevy Silverado ads I see on an average Sunday afternoon watching my beloved Patriots, which probably aren't going to do much of anything this year, but six Super Bowls under our belt, I guess I can't really complain. The point is, is that I have no interest in buying a Chevy Silverado or insurance from Flow. I love the commercials, but they're totally untargeted ads. So, and you still have the incredible ability from the privacy of your kitchen table to influence half the world's population on these platforms. And I'm throwing in WhatsApp on top of this because WhatsApp is one of the highlights of 2020. Advertising on WhatsApp is coming. Sure, competition for Facebook is coming in. Okay, TikTok and Spotify ads, which are really good, by the way. Snapchat is invading that territory, okay? You've got LinkedIn ads, which are still ever-present. You've got Pinterest. You've got a lot of maybe even other social media platforms that'll emerge in 2020 that we don't even know of right yet. YouTube and Google. YouTube is a behemoth right now. But if you have Facebook and YouTube and Google together for your digital advertising platform, you pretty much have the internet covered. And you're covering pretty much everyone that you need to cover to get your message out there for people who don't know who you are or could be a potential prospect for your product or service. So the platform is still hugely influential. And Facebook having bought WhatsApp a few years back now, I believe Facebook paid $19 billion dollars for WhatsApp in 2014. And this year, that investment is finally going to pay off for Facebook. $19 billion they paid for it. Remember, they paid $1 billion for Instagram a few years ago, and now that platform is worth in excess of $100 billion dollars and now is the growth driver for a lot of their new advertising revenue, something that we'll discuss here on the show in just a second. But Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wilders and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Brandley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way 
using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Let's talk about WhatsApp. WhatsApp is an app that I don't use, but a lot of Americans don't use it, but it's wildly popular in, in places outside of the United States. And it has, oh, just 1.5 billion users. And Facebook, now the owner of WhatsApp as of 2014, is going to be launching a new feature in 2020 called Status Ads. And this is a huge change for WhatsApp. There might be some fallout from it. There might be some deleted accounts. Uh, You don't really know what people are going to do on this platform. A lot of people are really, really tied to it. Like I said, we don't use it quite as much here in the US, but outside of the US, it's how a lot of people, including a lot of my folks on my European team, communicate every single day using the platform. So this is a big deal, and this reaches another 1.5 billion people. Now, there is obviously some overlap with Facebook and Instagram users there. So let's, in the beginning of the show, we talked about you know the population of the world. You can basically reach half the world's population through these platforms. So as Facebook becomes more and more popular with about six to seven million advertisers right now, 60 to 70 million business pages, thereabouts, they need inventory to supply all those advertisers in that potential growth in 2020 with more space to place ads to get your message out there where appropriate. And remember, we're not talking about a Chevy Silverado ad on a Sunday afternoon that I'm never going to buy. We're talking about an ad that appears in someone's newsfeed that's relevant and useful. And listening to this show each week, it's going to be really important for you in 2020 to make sure that you do stand out in the newsfeed. And when I say in the newsfeed, I mean in all platforms, whether that's Facebook, Instagram, whether that's Messenger, whether that's Audience Network, or WhatsApp in 2020. And uh, one of the things that we say here at Tier 11 all the time is you fit in to stand out. So and you might actually see some Tier 11 ads in your newsfeed. When I say newsfeed, obviously that means Facebook, Instagram, Audience Network, and now WhatsApp that are maybe targeted to you. I mean, you're a listener of the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. Chances are we're probably targeting you in some way, shape, or form. And some of those video ads are helpful and useful, actually teach you something and then pivot to a pitch for a download or for a product, which we've talked about here, which we actually gave away in exchange for testimonials in the past episodes here in uh, 2019. So the point is, is that you do have to give value in your ads. You do have to create ads that are relevant and useful for your audience. And if you don't the competition will. You'll just get X'd out. And why am I seeing this ad? You'll see that on like some of your audience network ads, but you'll have your ads no longer show to your ideal audience because you don't speak to them in the language that they understand. And that's really, really important. I think not only is there going to be more inventory available through the WhatsApp app and you know reaching half the planet, which brings me to point number two is that you have to have a lot of ad variation. We had Angela, our director of media buying, our minister of media, maven of media buying here at Tier 11 on just last month talking about ad grouping. Ad grouping is a way in which we found that through all of our awesome media buyers, top-notch media buyers, where we met back in September, we all realized 
realized that, hey, we're all doing sort of this same thing to get results for customers is we all have about anywhere between four to six ads going at any time inside an ad set. And each one of those ads is different. Maybe one's a video ad, maybe one's a slideshow ad, maybe one's a carousel ad, maybe there's an image ad in there. Ad variation, not only in the ad type, but also in the messaging is really important if you're going to be targeting your ideal customer. Maybe you've got a lookalike audience from the last 30 days purchases of your products, which is a great lookalike audience to target. Obviously, you know that's data that's being driven dynamically from Facebook into your custom audience and then dynamically updates inside your lookalike audience with recent and relevant seed audiences. So purchasers last 30 days, if your highest average order value customers, those would be really good seed audiences for a lookalike audience, okay? If you wanna get the highest return on ad spend for your ads, or maybe leads last 30 days or last 14 days, you know, in your ideal demographic. You can create custom audiences around that and then target them through lookalike audiences on Facebook. So when you're targeting these larger audiences, and we typically will do millions as far as potential reach goes inside the ad platform, you have to have different messaging and different types of ads to connect with them. Some people are video people, some people are image people, some people are carousel, some people are dynamic ad people. There's a lot of variation that you need in order to stay relevant and beat the competition in the auction in 2020. Hi there, this is Darren, the producer of Perpetual Traffic, and we'll continue with the show in just a moment. But first, if you're getting a lot of value out of this, you will also want to look into DM Insider, That's Digital Marketer's weekly newsletter where you get strategic insights from industry experts straight to your inbox every Monday morning. Plus, 39 templates, tools, and swipe files to help you become a better marketer. So it's incredible value, amazing resources, and it's absolutely free. Win, win. So go to digitalmarketer.com and join now. All right, back to you, Ralph. Point number three is that 2020 is an election year here in the United States, which means there is a fair amount of advertising that's going to be spent. Uh, It's been estimated that about $9.8 billion in political ads are going to be spent in 2020. So especially with billionaires like Mike Bloomberg and Tom Steyer, now in the 2020 presidential race, political ad spending is to hit expected record highs. I mean, these guys are going to be pulling out, potentially Bloomberg says he's going to spend $100 million this year on political ads. And you've already sort of seen these on some network ad buys, which, you know, once again, going back to my original point, sort of untargeted ad buys. But if you want to mass market to the country, that's how you do it. You buy very expensive ad spots on major networks on Sunday afternoons or during prime time on Tuesdays, and you can get your message out. Now, whether or not people actually respond to those ads or whether they're actually, you know, muting the TV or changing the channel or going onto their phones to scroll through their newsfeed on their phone, probably looking at potentially Facebook ads, that remains to be seen. But these guys have a huge war chest and that money is going to be spent on ads in 2020. So $9.8 billion is up for grabs in political ads for Facebook in 2020. 
Now, the interesting thing with this is that Spotify has now decided that they will not run political ads. TikTok will not run political ads, nor will Twitter allow political ads and Google the same. So actually doing some restrictions in its participation in that business. So that leaves Facebook as the 800 pound gorilla in the digital advertising space for political ads. So the ads that were spent on Spotify, for example, Bernie Sanders was was advertising on Spotify. Now he can't. Okay. Where is he going to spend that money? Chances are he's probably going to spend it on Facebook and Instagram and on WhatsApp. So there's going to be a lot of competition out there. To my earlier point, you have to remain sharper this year than you ever have in your advertising career. So the interesting thing about that $9.8 billion is Facebook actually said that ad sales for political ads, which might actually change by the time this recording is actually aired, Facebook might actually come out with a different strategy or a different policy with regard to political advertising. Right now, they're sort of evaluating things at the first of the year. Not really sure which way they're going to go. They're getting a lot of political pressure, a lot of pressure to not only spot check, fact check ads, but also should they run political ads in the first place? If you are a listener of this show, we've talked at length about how the president of the United States, the current one, swung the election in his favor with a very smart, targeted 2016 Facebook advertising strategy. Brad Parscale did a tremendous job from an advertising perspective. Say what you will about the strategies, whether or not they were ethical or whether or not they were moral But the point is, is that they use the platform because they knew you could create more influence through Facebook than he could through television advertising by really highly targeted ads right to the people that were sitting on the fence, the Reagan Democrats and those swing states. He did a tremendous job of, you know, suppressing the vote in some cases, which I don't agree with. But the point is, is he used the platform to absolutely swing those states. We'll leave some resources in the show notes here to an article that was done back in 2017 that explained exactly how he did it. And if you're an advertiser on Facebook, you say, yeah, that makes sense. You could totally do all that. So which led to a lot of the changes that we're now experiencing now. So the point is this, is that Facebook is the sole digital advertising platform that's allowing political ads. So what does that mean for you? That means more competition for you, especially for mass markets. If you have a a product that has a mass market appeal, you're probably going to be competing against a political ad in one way, shape, or form in 2020. Now, the interesting part of this is that Facebook has said, hey, you know, political ads, we're allowing them right now, but it's not a huge portion of our overall revenue, which I was shocked to find that they said that it's about 0.5%, a half of a percent of their total revenue for advertising in 2020 to the tune of about 430, 500 million, let's say 430 is what they said, $430 million is what they said in political ads in 2020. Let's just call it 500 million. Now, we at Tier 11 spend about 100 million of that. So I guess that makes you know us like 0.1% of their total revenue. But the point is this, is that 0.5% is not a huge percentage, but these ads are broad targeting. 
And chances are you're going to be competing against political advertising in one way, shape, or form in 2020. So you need to be aware of it and you need to step up and listen to a lot of the shows where we talk about how to stand out and target, and especially the one that we just did on the ad grid with Molly, how you can target with hooks and avatars to reach your ideal audience and influence them to take the action that you want. So the fourth thing that you need to watch out for in 2020, and this is a big opportunity for everyone who advertises on Facebook, is chances are you're probably advertising on Facebook, sending an ad to your website in one way, shape, or form. Now, we've talked this year about a lot of new features that Facebook has, namely Facebook Instant Experience, as well as some new Instagram shopping platforms that are going to be coming this year, which is kind of a spoiler for number five a bit. But um, this is really, really important unless you're using any in-app experiences or like instant experience or Instagram shopping. Your Chances are you're sending traffic to your website and your website is the one area where we see for Facebook advertisers, the, the amount of spend that we see every single month the amount of ad accounts that we look at, it's the one thing nobody tests. Nobody tests their landing pages. Nobody tests their product pages. Nobody tests their sales pages. Nobody tests even their homepage, collection pages. Any of the pages where you're sending active traffic from any social platform. We see this a lot more with some of our partner Google agencies that they there's a whole lot more split testing that actually goes on for Google ads. But why do people not split test for Facebook ads? What we found inside Tier 11 is that the ad in itself is only really half of the effectiveness of the entire campaign. Okay, so you can create the greatest ad, the greatest copy, the best targeting in the world, create the supreme lookalike audiences off the best seed audiences in the world, use ad groupings with great videos and images and carousels and dynamic product ads, and then you're sending that traffic to the same page that you never ever test. It's just insanity when you really think about it. So this is something that I think is going to make a huge difference with advertisers in 2020 is if they're just aware of this fact, but also they do something about it. And there's plenty of tools out there where you can split test landing pages. You can split test sales pages. You can obviously, you can do A-B tests through tools like Visual Website Optimizer, okay? Or any tool, just Google split testing tools. We use ClickFunnels for our funnels inside Tier 11. And you know we split test like the most basic landing page against a variation that's wildly different than the basic landing page. Get a control and then test against that control. Because here's the deal, guys. Like if you can get 100 clicks to your site and one person off cold traffic purchases, all you need to do to double the effectiveness of your ads is get two people to purchase. And you can do that by changing the page, the experience that they discover once they click through from your ad. And this is the thing that we have seen in some of our highest performing ad accounts that's moved the needle the most 
in 2019 and will continue to do so in 2020 is split testing lots of different variations. In a number of accounts that we have, we have upwards of 19 or 20, 21 variations of sales pages. And maybe it's variation number 13 is the one that actually beats the control. Now you've actually got your new control that you split test against. So constantly be testing this. There's tools inside Facebook, even the split testing tool, which is sort of a basic tool which you could use just to send the same ad to a different landing page through a real split test inside Facebook. Do it this year. So whether that's just creating a duplicate page and just naming it version two, doesn't matter what it is, just split test that experience once people click. And there's a lot of different ways to do this inside an e-commerce store as well. I mean, I think a lot of people say, well, I'm sort of beholden to my platform. Like for Shopify, for example, if I'm sending traffic you know, just to my product page, I can't really do a whole lot of split testing. You actually can. There's plenty of tools that you can use to modify those pages for an after-the-click experience that could have a major impact on your business. Even if you go back to the episode where we uh, brought back uh, Justin Rondo from our first season here, Perpetual Traffic, and study that episode, I can't tell you how important it is to not only enhance the user experience after the click through split testing, but also to improve your page's load time. Site speed is so essential, and he gives a lot of statistics in that episode, and it's so vital, and it's something that a lot of people don't really think about all that much. Like, oh, man, I'm just going to create a video ad and send it to the, the same page over and over and over again. No, that's not how you increase your effectiveness as an advertiser. So if you can increase your sales by 50% or double your sales, go from a 1% conversion rate to a 2% conversion rate, you've halved your ad costs, ladies and gentlemen. So that goes from one person buying in 100 clicks to two people buying in 100 clicks. You've now lowered your cost per acquisition from, let's say, a dollar per click from $100 CPA down to a $50 CPA. Maybe then you double it again and get 4% of people coming from 100 clicks at a dollar a click. Now, all of a sudden, you're at $25. CPA. So you can see how that force multiplier is so effective at getting your ad costs down. And also, let's not forget that Facebook is watching what people do once they click to your site. We've seen this through all our talks with Facebook marketing, Facebook uh, data science, as well as the algorithm team. And they all say it's a negative signal when somebody backclicks or they're bound, they bounce off your site or they click an ad and the landing page never loads. One thing that you can definitely do is go into your reporting and look at link clicks versus landing page views. If you have 100 link clicks and you have 50 landing page views, that means you're paying double what your cost per click is in that same metric. Let's say it's a dollar CPC link click. You're actually paying $2 because only 50% of people are coming to your site. So in effect, you're paying twice what you should be paying just because you have a slow site speed. So uh, there's some tools that we'll leave in the show notes here that'll help you with that, ways to compress images as well as to increase your load time. But don't forget that one in four people abandon a web page that takes more than four seconds to load. That's one in four, okay? 50% of mobile users 
a bin and a page, if it doesn't load in 10 seconds, now 10 seconds is a it's horribly long time, but you can see, like even on mobile, people have a very short attention span. So you got to make sure that your your experience post click is as quick and as relevant, and you split test it as much as you possibly can. So I think anything after the click in 2020 is going to be a force multiplier for you as a Facebook advertiser. Yeah, do ad groupings. Yeah, you know, do the ad grid. Dial in your targeting. But also don't forget about the experience after the click. It's so vital. And just little tweaks, little incremental tweaks can really make a big difference in your business in the coming year. And a one-second delay in page response can result in a 7% reduction in conversions. So one in four people abandon a web page that takes more than four seconds to load. Okay? That's pretty high. 50% of mobile users abandon a page if it doesn't load in 10 seconds. It's like a worst case scenario. If your site is loading greater than 10 seconds, you have some work to do for sure. And a one second delay in page response can result in a 7% reduction in conversions. So really, really important to have your site be super fast, be as quick as it possibly can be. And like I said, uh, we'll leave some resources in the show notes to help you do just that. Uh, at the very least, test out your site on Google Webmaster Tools using both uh, mobile and desktop. We actually did a strategic account plan audit with a, a new customer today where their desktop grade was like a 90, 95, which was great, but their mobile grade was like a 40. So that's a big differential. Actually, not too bad. We've seen a lot worse on the mobile side, but uh, something that you should definitely look at and really consider because those are clicks that you're paying for no matter if the page loads or people actually visit your site or not. And it's giving a negative signal if it's not loading fast enough. So think about that. The, everything after the click in 2020 is going to be really, really important because it's something that people don't think about all that much. Continue listening to this podcast here, and we'll give you more tips on how to be even more effective in the coming years and beyond. And last but not least, thing number five that you need to keep in mind for 2020 is the power of Instagram. This is actually amazing to me. I'm looking at some of the stats for some of the ads that we're running right now for tier 11. And this is, you know, this is stuff that we just started in December. And I'm looking at, we have all placements. Okay. We're actually running video ads primarily that are under 120 seconds. So they show in Instagram and they actually, they show in Facebook as well. We're not doing any 15-second ads right now, but we are actually running in stories for both Facebook and Instagram. We're not fully optimizing for those quite yet because we're still sort of in the testing phase. But the point is this, is that our traffic right now, we're getting about a 60-40 split between Facebook and Instagram, meaning 60% of our conversions are coming from Facebook. About 40% of our conversions are coming from Instagram. And that's through feeds, uh, on the mobile app, Primarily, we're even getting some stories. We haven't even optimized for stories, but we're getting a fair amount of conversions through stories. And we're also getting some conversions on Instagram Explore on the mobile app as well, which is really interesting. Not quite as many. The point is, it's about a 60-40 split. That's because we're leaving all of our placements wide open. We're just letting Facebook do the work, so to speak, and letting the algorithm do what it needs to do in order to find our ideal customer for leads. And I would say this is fairly consistent throughout all the tier 11 ad accounts. I would say that overall, through our 100 million in ad spend, we are about 20% Instagram, 
Now we've got some individual ad accounts that, uh, for whatever reason, they don't run on Instagram, more of a brand thing. But the point is, is that Instagram is hugely powerful in 2020. And it's going to continue to be even more powerful. And the way to leverage that is to build your ads for Instagram and Facebook at the same time. And in so doing, you'll be able to optimize and leverage the mobile platform. So the vast majority of traffic that we see that we're getting conversions on is through mobile. Uh, like I said, there's a, a, far, a larger split for Facebook versus Instagram. But the point is, is that Instagram is the generator of the majority of Facebook's growth in 2019 and will continue to be that way into 2020. Plus, they'll have more e-commerce tools coming in 2020. Instagram shopping, which we've been dying to get our hands on. It's only been available through organic. That's coming in 2020, where you can basically purchase individual products from an Instagram either image. Not sure if video is going to be a part of that, but clicking on an image or the shoes. For example, you see a woman with a handbag and wearing shoes and maybe a shawl and a skirt, you can actually click on any one of those individual items and click and purchase inside the platform. And that's coming in 2020. Shopify has a very tight relationship and a partnership with Facebook, which is really, really exciting, which is going to enable even more availability of uh, sort of in-app experience, in-app purchasing, in-app activity that doesn't even involve going to the site, doesn't even involve going to your product page. Like I said before, you should be split testing that. Obviously, we talked about that before and making sure your site loads as quickly as possible. But this way, you're able to actually use Instagram and right on the platform, get buyers on the platform itself. And remember, Instagram is not just for the younger demographic. 37% of American adults use Instagram. Yes, it is skewed towards the 18 to 29 demographic for sure. But the 30 through 65 plus, they're on there too. And it's just a click away from Facebook. Sometimes Facebook gets a little bit too political. Maybe there's too much family in there and they click over to Instagram for a little bit of an escape. Stories being a huge part of that. We're seeing a huge increase in stories usage. So the statistics for Instagram are just staggering. If you're not creating ads or at least not advertising on the platform, we actually did a strategic account plan for another customer just recently. They were not advertising on, on Instagram at all just Facebook newsfeed. They're missing out on an enormous amount of traffic, upwards of a, a billion monthly users. I mean, that's just an incredible amount of people that you're not targeting. And it's just a click away. It's just a placement away or just don't even click placements. Just go all placements and you can access this. So, I mean, some of the statistics for Instagram are just absolutely staggering. So Instagram users spend an average of 28 minutes per day on the platform in 2020. That's a prediction, 28 minutes, about 27 minutes in 2019. So the usage is doing nothing but going up. There's 200 million Instagram users who visit at least one business profile daily. 200 million Instagram users visit at least one business profile every single day. 62% of people say they've become interested in a brand or product after seeing it in their Instagram stories. If you're not optimizing your ads for Instagram stories, yes, we will be doing that inside tier 11, of course. 
But the point is, is that people are, are viewing these and, and consuming Instagram stories to the tune of 500 million people every single day interact with an Instagram story, which is absolutely amazing to me. And Instagram stories has only been around for about three years, which they totally stole from Snapchat, but good for them. And it's obviously, it's the, one of the most engaging parts of the platform. So it's an important channel for you and your business is Instagram in 2020. It was in 2019, but it still shocks me when we do audits for potential customers where we see Instagram not even being used at all because the platform is doing nothing but just exploding in growth. And it is, in essence, become a shopping platform based upon the statistics that I just mentioned to you. So if you have a product or service and you're not on Instagram yet, get on there in 2020 and uh, you will not regret it. It might take you a little bit of time to get it just right or just click all placements and see where Facebook and Instagram, when I say Facebook, the Facebook ad platform, gets all your conversions, gets all your leads, gets all your sales. So those five things, the things that you should look out for in 2020, uh, super important for you. And I, I'm highlighting only the ones that I think are the most relevant for us just because, you know, like I said, we run a lot of ads and we're looking at what are the little things that we can do that make a big difference. And some of these things are things that you sort of might have known you should do and just sort of forgot about. And I think this is maybe a good episode to remind you to do some of the things that are the basics. So sometimes it is the basics that you need to get back to in order to make yourself an effective marketer and an effective advertiser. And that's the same with anything in life. It's typically, it is the basics, isn't it? So anyway, so best of luck advertising in 2020. Really looking forward to giving you the latest and uh, greatest information on Facebook and Instagram, as well as all the other platforms that we're going to be talking about here in 2020, including a renewed interest in uh, Google, YouTube, and some of the emerging platforms in order to, you got the entire web covered the digital advertising, the digital traffic realm completely covered here in 2020. So stay tuned for perpetual traffic in the coming year and look forward to bringing the goods to you guys so you guys can explode your business in 2020 and beyond. So this has been episode 235. And all the information that we discussed here and the links that we mentioned references will be in the show notes at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 235. Until next week, see ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.